0: Hi, I'm Autumn, and I'm Bethany, and we are A to B Podcast, working on getting from point
1: A to point B through simplicity, organization, and some fun. I don't know why every time I tell somebody about the podcast, and I'm like, well, the A is for Autumn, even though the AU sound makes an aw sound. I don't, I, it's still the letter A at the beginning of your name.
0: Um, that's because you teach phonics in kindergarten. (laughs) (laughs) Most people don't think about that. That's true. (laughs) You really describe that to them? Nobody cares?
1: I do. I feel like it's a necessary part of the conversation. I don't know why, because when an adult, for the most part, is picturing the word autumn, they probably can see the A in their mind. It's my kindergartners who wouldn't see an A. So if I've ever talked to you about the podcast and you felt like why is she explaining the vowel sounds happening at the beginning of Autumn's Name? Just know that it was not me thinking you didn't understand phonics or the letter sound connection. It was my brain and the way my brain is like always thinking about words. So hello.
0: I do have a different name for Starbucks, though, because sometimes Autumn is hard to pronounce so that people can understand
1: what you're saying. Well, also, you're so familiar with, like, sometimes it takes on a D sound.
0: Yeah, this is too much information about my first name. Wait,
1: but wait, what's your Starbucks name?
0: Oh, it changes on a whim.
1: (laughs) I feel like inevitably you would forget what you picked, and then your drink would just be sitting there.
0: I don't forget. And sometimes it's Anna. Oh, Anna is easy. I was afraid this podcast recording was not going to happen.
1: Why? Oh, I know why.
0: You've had a long week. You've been <sighs> super busy. And I was like, well, either we'll get one out this week or we won't.
1: So here we are. We made it. We made it. And I made it through this week. <laughs> this was one of the most stressful weeks I've had in my career as a teacher. Yeah, it was palpably stressful. Like I felt the stress in my body. I woke up at 4.30 AM and I sat there like trying to take deep breaths and calm my anxious, anxious mind. Mm -hmm. And something I'd like to say is that sometimes when I'm doing some self-talk, it often sounds like you. It often sounds like your voice. And I appreciate that a great deal.
0: That's great i don't know what to say to that
1: truthfully i thought you'd have a better reaction to the whole it's your voice in my head but that's okay
0: (laughs) what were you hoping my reaction would be because i feel like your expectations were out of whack with who you know i am as a person
1: (laughs) (laughs) oh my no that's fine it's almost like a what would autumn say even though i don't think i consciously say okay what would autumn say in this moment (laughs) like in my brain i'm like hey you can do hard things. That's something you've said to me. Or this will pass. Or you know what? This is a hard job. Yeah. Teaching is hard, but you can do this, and you're doing better than you think. Yeah. Like all of those statements ran through my head during my self-coaching sessions, and they were they were like your voice. That's great. So thank you, friend. Well, they they were actually your voice because sometimes
0: we think the negative thoughts are us, but that's not true.
1: Ooh, that's deep. Oh. And I I don't want to be pessimistic. I just want to acknowledge to myself, wow, that was a really, really hard week. Mm -hmm. It's no wonder that you feel so exhausted. So thank you because I talked to you several times during the week and (laughs) even a couple times during the middle of the day on my lunch break like, this is hard. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Well, we all have those thoughts and to remember that you get to talk back to
1: that. The other thing is that when you're in the middle of like an abnormally tricky, tough week, I was thinking a lot about my evening routine or my routines that I've been trying to cultivate. And one routine that really helped make it a little less stressful was the routine of having gone to the grocery store and had like food for lunch and breakfast. mm mm-hmm. I don't think I went to Starbucks one time this week, which ordinarily would have been my go-to, like, I'm stressed out, I'm just going to go buy breakfast, or I'm stressed out, I'm just going to go buy lunch. But I had food at home, and it was so nice to not have that as a source of stress, right?
0: Yes, that's beautiful.
1: I know that that's been my go-to. Yeah. And my Starbucks bill gets racked up because it's just like, it is easy to go through the drive through at Starbucks. A drive through at Starbucks. That is no longer about the third space that Howard intended, where you have this space to sit and relax and enjoy a cup of coffee. That is about fast food. But you know Howard on a first-name basis? I worked at Starbucks for six months after college. I learned all about the Green Apron behavior. And Starbucks was created so that there was this third space between work and home where you could meet and gather and socialize and build community. Okay. Or you could go and treat yourself to a cup of coffee or a delicious beverage or pastry. And if you're going through the drive through there's nothing wrong with it except that it's about convenience and not about savoring that moment. Right.
0: Right. I know a lot of moms get stuck in that trap too. Like, if you have a lot of after school activities and you're running from here to there and you haven't planned ahead, what else do you do except for go through
1: drive through to get dinner because everybody has to get fed? Right. And it's convenience and it's energy level. It feels worth my money Mm -hmm. to pay for this because I have so many other things going on. Right. So, I think this is to say that if you're having a hard week, To give yourself some grace about completing your whole evening routine, but still hold on to those like anchors or those touchstones that are actually going to make the week easier. So having gone to the grocery store, even though I was like, I feel cranky, it actually allowed me to have one less thing to stress about during the week. Yeah. So I'm feeling grateful for that.
0: Great reflection. I love that. (laughs) Thanks. Thanks. been focusing on time management all the way back with our first episode of the year episode 78 and then episode 79 we've been focusing on routines and habits and getting our time in order is there a better word than time management that seems so like formal and stuffy nobody wants to talk about time management it sounds the same idea as like getting on a budget nobody wants to talk about that
1: Nobody wants to say, oh, let's plan a routine, but (laughs) they just want the rewards from it. Yeah, the the term does, time management does, I guess, sound, you know, maybe we shouldn't label this episode more about time management. That might not be the most appealing. Nobody's (laughs) clicking on that. I'd click on it.
0: (laughs) So would I, but I think we're weird.
1: (laughs) So I want to share a little bit about how today's episode came about. I am a big fan of this woman who has a blog called Everyday Reading, and her name is Jansen Bradshaw. Her website has so many amazing books she loves, books for kids, ideas on helping to raise readers, and I guess a couple of years ago, she started a book club. She picks out 12 titles that she's going to read over the course of the year, And so this year, the book for January was 168 Hours, You Have More Time Than You Think by Laura Vanderkam. And when I saw this as the pick, I was like, oh, that's kind of a great way to start off the year thinking about, again, about time management. And so 168 hours is coming from 24 hours a day, seven days, over the course of seven days, that's a week, right? And so when I told you that I was going to read it, what did you say?
0: Well, I'm happy you gave me that lead-in because I am a little miffed that you're like, oh, she recommended this book, which I had read like two years ago and said, hey, Bethany, let's read this book.
1: And I have no recollection of Autumn's recommendation.
0: (laughs) I'm like, Bethany, this is such a great idea. We should do time mapping and I've read a couple of Laura Van Camp's books because she has a couple about time management, and I love them all. She's one of my favorite authors on the subject. I know there's tons of books out there about time management, but I think she does a really great job of explaining it and telling stories that go along with it that just open your mind to the joy of planning out your time. I'm going to set it aside. How you found the desire to read this book?
1: When the student is ready, the teacher will appear. I was ready, and... Jansen Bradshaw picked 168 Hours, and I was so excited to tell you. And then, yes, you told me all those things. Um, excuse me? That's great. That's all well and good. You don't remember when two years ago I told you, oh my gosh, you need to read this book? Nope. Yeah. Don't remember it.
0: Don't remember that. (laughs) So... Now that we're here, we are both reading a book from Laura Van Camp, and we are going to use this as kind of like a template, an outline to help us navigate through our own time management, and we're hoping that you're going to jump right in along with us.
1: Okay. You read 168 Hours two yes. years ago when you recommended it.
0: I've read it multiple times, actually. Oh, that. Well, means- when I say I've read, and I've mentioned this before, when I say I've read a book, that really means I've listened to a book because I listen to most of my books. I don't read them.
1: That still counts. Okay. Audiobooks count.
0: I use the word interchangeably.
1: As you should. Okay. And now you read, which
0: one? Off the Clock. And then she also has another great book, What Most Successful People Do Before Breakfast, which is like just a short read about like morning routines. And I loved that one too. She also has a podcast. Oh, which I have not listened to.
1: Let's link that in the show notes.
0: Yeah. It's called Best of Both Worlds Podcasts.
1: So in 168 hours she is talking about the way that people tend to overestimate the time that they spend on things. So example, she talks about how people say, "Oh, I work a 60-hour work week. I work a 70-hour work week." But then when they actually calculate it, it's a lot less. Or they may underestimate how much time they have for things like I don't have time to work out, or I don't have time to make dinner at home, or I don't have time to run that errand. But what she's saying is that if you were to look at the 168 hours as a blank slate, and then intentionally put things in, both the things that you need to do, like work, and things you want to do, that you actually do have the time. And I thought it was really, really interesting, and I'm excited to talk more. But before we talk about, like, kind of more the nitty gritty of the book, We wanted to invite you to try something that she does in the book. And that's called time mapping. Autumn and I both did a time map. And she recommends doing it for about a week or so. But even if you only do it for like two or three days, it can be really eye-opening. Unless you think you need some fancy like form or something. I literally have the back of an envelope that I was tracking my time on. The more detailed you can be, obviously, the better because it's starting to really help you look at some patterns. And I don't want to share yet what my time map revealed about me. (laughs) But yes, it's a little bit tedious. It's a little bit of a pain, but I think it was worth it. And so we're going to invite you to do a time map. And we'll also include a link on Laura Vanderkam's website She actually has links to her time mapping template. So if you do prefer kind of a more structured, like it's already been created. You don't have to go out and recreate it. You can grab that right from her website. I know what you're thinking. You're thinking,
0: I don't want to do a time map.
1: I don't have time to do a time map.
0: (laughs) And the reason I know this is because two years ago, I said, Bethany, I think we should do time mapping to talk about on the podcast. It did not sound fun to her. To be honest, it doesn't sound that fun to me, but it can be super simple. I think one great way to do it is you just set a timer to go off every hour, and then you just write a quick note of what you just did in that last hour. So it doesn't have to take a lot of time to do it. And also, you don't have to do it for a whole week. You can just choose like two days to do it or the weekday and a weekend you don't have to do it for a full seven days. I feel like I've been resistant to time mapping before and I think it helps me to focus on why what's the point of time mapping. To me it frees up your time when you intentionally decide how you're going to spend it.
1: I agree with that. It makes me think of something that you said that you often tell your daughters which is if they're worried about something or they're stressed about something that you work with them To name what the actual problem is. Because without naming it or realizing what the actual issue is, you really can't create a solution for it. There's a reason why people often recommend the first step of a change time to kind of reflect on where you're at now. So, writing down how you spend your time, tracking how you spend your money, writing down your food, those are all tied to these goals of change, right? Eating healthier. Making a budget, spending your time more effectively or more intentionally. I think something really, really important that I had to tell myself, and Laura Vanderkam also says it, this is just noticing. You're not writing down your time and thinking, oh my gosh, I just wasted so much time watching Netflix. Oh my gosh, I just totally dawdled for 20 minutes, kind of puttering around the house, whatever. You're just observing. So for me, it was really important to not attach judgment to this time map. It was just paying attention. And I also wasn't trying to change any habits during this time. I was just writing down what I did. And I like your suggestion, Autumn, of setting a timer so that every hour when it goes off, you're just quickly jotting pretty accurate time estimates because it's only been an hour since you last tracked it. And mm-hmm. that can make it a little more manageable than trying to record every single transition.
0: Yeah. Or at the end of the day, trying to go through and remember what you did each hour.
1: Oh, yeah. No, definitely would not recommend trying to save it all up and, oh, I'll remember what I did. No. The real, I think, power from it comes from being as accurate as possible. Doing the step-by-step throughout the day is really how you're going to find those like little hidden pockets of time that you weren't even aware of. Yes. So it might seem like, okay, wait, we get it. Maybe we're not using our time effectively. Just tell us how to change it. But the point of this segment for today's podcast is really to invite you to record your time. Again, you can visit our show notes, adbpodcast.com backslash eighty-two, and you can find our show notes for this episode where we're gonna have links to Laura Vanderkam's books. And most importantly, to that template for the time mapping. And she gives a kind of how-to time map in case you've never done it before. So hopefully by looking at your time first before you dive in and start to try to change it, it's going to actually give you a better sense of some goals to set for yourself.
0: I have a quick tip to share that I just want to throw out there in case there are other people struggling with the same things that I sometimes struggle with.
1: Oh, I love a good quick tip.
0: Do you have a book? This is for you, but also for other moms out there. Do you have a book that you do not enjoy reading to your kindergarten students? Yes. Because I know there's moms out there that there's a book that they do not want to read to their kids. They're sick of reading it. They don't like the book. And I am here to say it is okay to give away that book. What I did this last week took about five books. You know those little libraries they have up just in front of different people's homes? Oh, like like the little little free library. Yeah. Mm -hmm. A little free library. We have a few of those in our neighborhood. And so we went and we shared our books in the little library. Now, I'm not talking about like a favorite. I'm talking about the one that you really hope they don't pick. That's a different one.
1: So there's a book that is about these like little penguins that ditch school. And there's this line about like not liking school or something. And I remember reading it. And the kids were like laughing. And I'm like, I'm never gonna read this book again. So I'm going to give that book away. It's still in my library. I'm going to give it away.
0: Yeah. Those little libraries are a great place to just drop off your books on your way out of your neighborhood doing something. Just drop it right off at the little library. Now, if you don't have those little libraries around your neighborhood, donating to a library and then they resell used books to earn money for the library is also a great place to drop off books. But since I only had like five books to donate, it felt easy to go to one of those little libraries instead of taking a big box to my library's used bookstore.
1: I actually love that tip because I think sometimes the chore or the task or the errand of I need to collect this box of books and take it to a donation site Mm -hmm. can feel daunting. But that idea of like, oh, I'm going to grab these three books and next time I pass a free library, I'm going to pull over and pop them in. That sounds totally doable.
0: Just one book. You could just pop in one book.
1: (laughs) I know. Why'd I have to make it three? Why doesn't it?
0: (laughs) (laughs) You know, the other thing I've also dropped off at those free little libraries are magazines.
1: Oh, I didn't even think about that. It
0: feels like you just want to throw it in the recycling bin, but I'm like, I just read this magazine once. I know somebody else might want to read it. That's a good idea. Just pull off your name and address from the magazine and then just stick it right in there. Someone else
1: will love it. I will tell you one place not to drop off your book. I was once getting gas at Costco And I had a book in my car that I was ready to donate. And I said, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to leave it like here next to, it was like there's a little stone pillar thing next to the gas pump. I'm going to leave it there. So it's kind of like that, those found libraries. Have you ever heard about those people who leave books out in nature and people find them, whatever? The Costco employee walked over to me and said, I was starting to drive off. He goes, um, excuse me, excuse me, ma'am, you can't leave that book here. And I went, Oh, it's free. Like, I wasn't selling it. It just was, I was done with it and just thought, you you can't leave literature here. Okay. <laughs> so that's a place. They, they don't want you to drop off their books. I guess that could start a trend. <laughs>
0: you really tried to leave it right there? Yes, because I... That's called littering.
1: No. It was a book in amazing shape. In fact, it was probably practically new. I was just leaving it for the next patron to be pumping their gas. And they see a book there and they're like... Oh look, a book for me? That it? That's not how it worked. It didn't. It didn't happen that way.
0: Mm-mm. It sounds like you're leaving your trash behind. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, clearly the Costco employee felt the same way. So. <laughs>
0: Bethany, you know, we've made it a point on this podcast not to recommend too many like organizing products because we never wanted people to feel like they need to go out and buy something to get organized. We always wanted it to be focused on the actual work that goes into getting organized before you go out and start buying products. But sometimes you do want to hear about what people like, like what do they use? And so sometimes we do share some of our favorite products, you know, like your shift dress.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Hey, I am a fan of a good recommendation.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So lately I've had a few people ask me, what do you like using as drawer dividers? What type of shoe rack do I like using? Just different questions about different products that I keep going back to with different clients. Some of my favorites. So we have started a new page on Space for Living Organizing that lists out some of my favorite products that I use over and over again. And so we'll have a link to that in the show notes and we're going to keep adding to it. So if we do mention something on the podcast, we're going to also have this like homepage that you can go to, to see these favorite things that we've mentioned in the podcast or products that I've repeatedly come back to and love using.
1: I like that idea, especially because you've tried out a lot of products in clients' homes. You've seen systems that aren't working. So if you see one that works, if you find one that works, I definitely want to know about it. Can I contribute something if if I magically find something that works well?
0: Its for a to b podcast. Yes, this is where we're gonna share. okay.'re like, it's gonna be like a resource page for our podcast. So
1: now, will this also include things like recommended reads, recommended podcast things that we listen to, or is this just for products?
0: Right now it's just for products. However, we could make a little spot for like books and resources and things too.
1: Okay, because I have something I want to add, not to the product side, but to the what we're listening to side. Okay. See how I just changed the website and made it into, (laughs) but if it's for A to B podcasts, I might as well contribute something. And this is a podcast episode that my husband, how should I say it? Not so subtly recommended to me. So there's this great podcast by Allie Ward and it's called Ologies. And so if you think of a scientist, ology, like the study of, right, the science of, Like psychology, criminology, kinesiology, I don't know, any ology you can think of. So the most recent episode was an ology episode about procrastination. And this psychologist is like the foremost leading expert in procrastination. And I think that it pairs really nicely with the beginning of our conversation about time mapping Because his name is Dr. Ferrari. Basically, what he said is that everyone procrastinates, but not everyone is a procrastinator. So there's like 80% of the population that, yes, they may procrastinate on tasks, but they're not a chronic procrastinator. But there's like 20% of the population... They're chronic procrastinators. It adversely impacts their day-to-day navigation of life. So this episode is amazing. I love, love, love the way they talk about procrastination. And for me, it's so tied in with all these conversations we're having about time And tasks and routines and habits. So check out ologies. We're going to put a link to this episode on our brand new sparkly recommendation page and in our show notes.
0: I can't wait to hear this episode. This sounds fascinating.
1: It was fascinating. I won't be angry if as you listen, you say, hmm, boy, sure does sound like Bethany.
0: (laughs) Well, as you mentioned, everyone procrastinates. Yes. It sounds like there's something that we can all get out of it. We want to thank all of you out there who have left a review for A to B podcast. It really helps get the word out about our podcast, and we would love it if you haven't yet take a minute to leave a review and tell a friend about our podcast. They might not even know about podcasts, so you might just be introducing them to a world of multiple podcasts that are so enjoyable, like Ology.
1: Like this review that came in on our iTunes A to B page from Rusty One, They said, I love listening to Autumn and Bethany while I clean slash organize. I don't know how I came across your podcast, but I'm so happy I did. I look forward to every episode. Now, I got to say, that's kind of like a dream of mine that someone would be- no our dream Bethany our dream our dream that someone would be listening and actively inspired to clean slash organize while they're listening oh my gosh I love it thank you Rusty One so please keep those reviews coming not only do they make our day but they also help others find the podcast I know one of our favorite things is to send episodes to each other of the podcast we listen to and it's just always great to have a recommendation so if you're glad you found us please share us with somebody you think that would enjoy the episode too you can get a hold of us on social
0: media at A2B Podcast. You can also send us an email if you have any questions or comments. Hello at a Or we have a voicemail line. It's 858-480-858-480-7722. We can't wait to hear from you.
1: Oh, and don't forget, if you're up for the challenge, try time mapping, even if it's only for a day. We can't wait to talk about it on the next episode. Thanks so much for listening. Bye for now.
0: Bye.
1: You know I went to Montessori, right? And that's an environment where I thrived because if I needed scissors to complete a project... You just do it. You just go get scissors. Although then there were budget cuts at my Montessori and my teacher snapped at me for taking paper out to because I used to like to make stories and I made a paperclip bracelet and she snapped at me for that too. So I always remember that, how perceived supply scarcity shamed me for wanting to write stories and create jewelry.
0: Or were you being wasteful? <laughs>
1: I had a lot of stories to tell, let me tell you.
0: I bet you did. You still do. <laughs> okay, I don't think we're putting any of that in the podcast. I think That was a should.
1: waste of our time. I think you should put every word in.
0: Not even. I'm going to start this again, seriously. Okay. <gasps> that I'm was not joking. Gold.
1: That was gold.
0: There was nothing good about any that of that.
1: That was podcast gold. Okay, fine, go.
0: Hi, I'm Autumn.
1: <laughs> <coughs> That's all I got. That was all I had.